This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the suit chef of the Garden Show, Frank Proctor. Good morning. Uh, James Dooley, uh, set to, James Patrick Dooley, pardon me, is on the other side of the glass there and in control of all the uh, levers and dials and phone lines and what have you. So my job, while Charlie is moving chairs around, she's off in another part of the studio entirely while I do this. Good morning. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Okay, good. Glad to see you arrived in time. I was just time. sitting in a chair that wasn't really working. <laughs> Where yeah, it disappeared on me. I just it just yeah. tipped me right out of it. <laughs> oh Lord! Yeah, oh, the things we contend with ears. We professionals try to carry on. Yes, okay. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should say the look on Dooley's yeah, face. I look know. at the professional. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, right. slipping out of his uh, chair too. I think. Okay. The phone numbers to reach Charlie and have a chat and tell her your problems or give a tip. We take those too. Uh, in Toronto, four one six. Three six zero zero seven forty, and then if you're uh, anywhere else in the province, it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. There you go. Oh, and the mantra, of course, is call early, call often. One question per call. Folks have been sneaky of late, trying know. to get you know that extra little question. And if I you're don't a, blame them. if you're a first time caller, Charlie, I just remind the folks, let us know when you get that. A little bell to welcome you to the show. Wings, butterfly wings. Exactly. Okay, so remember that this is the final weekend for the Chrysanthemum Show at Centennial Park Conservatory. That is uh, 151 Elmcrest Road here in Toronto in Mm. Etobicoke. Open every day, 10 to 5. Admission is free. And then I just remembered that I have also... Mention that there's been a chrysanthemum show going on at the Niagara Parks Floral Showcase as well. So if you're in that area, you know it's quite beautiful. I don't know if you've ever been in the 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 floor, the the big greenhouses there. No, I haven't. You know. Yeah, so you go past the falls and it's on your right. Anyway, bottom line is they've been running a chrysanthemum show as well, and it continues until November 27th. It features all kinds of really cool varieties again of chrysanthemums in baskets, pillars, and pyramids. Of course, there's also single stem exhibition types, uh, some with individual bloom diameters of over eight inches across, combined with bush varieties. So if you're a mum fan or a chrysanthemum fan, you really do want to check out some of these beautiful displays. Niagara Parks Floral Showcase, open every day, nine till five. Admission for adults is $5, and children five and under are free. That's what's going on in the mum world. In the mum world. But speaking okay. of mums, my mum was giving me a hard time. Dolly? Yeah. She was Why? giving me a hard time because she said that, that she was feeling bad for you when she listens to the show. <laughs> God bless her heart. I know. <laughs> so I guess I, I, she was alluding to the fact that she thinks maybe I give you too hard of a time. 
Well, the jabs in the ribs do hurt occasionally. Well, you've you know. punched me in the side of the head a couple times. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you deserved it. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I can, you got to give I, a little. I know I'm getting a nod of approval from Dolly on that one. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, thank you, Dolly. Uh, well, please note as well, big happy anniversary to my parents. It is their 62nd wedding anniversary today. Oh, gosh. Today. Hey, all the very best. What a wonderful. Hey, that's terrific. It's pretty exciting, eh? You bet. Can you imagine being married for 62 years? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. So uh, the other thing is, oh, so much family. Uh, today is yeah. the fun. Fa- this is full disclosure. My brother is a member of the Rotary Club. So today is the final day of the annual Metro Toronto Rotary TV auction. This year, for the first time ever, the auction is streamed live over the internet. In the past, it was only on Rogers Cable. Right. Yeah. So if only for people in the 416 could they watch and bid. Yeah. Now everybody all over the world can wow. watch and bid. They get amazing donated stuff, and they raised you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for good works because that's what Rotarians do. They do good things. So just remember that if you want to check out who has benefited from the auction in the past, just go to MetroTorontoRotaryAuction.com. But otherwise, I think you can go to that same address and uh, watch and bid on, you know, everything from Raptors uh, uh, floor tickets to, uh, you know, opportunities to go to amazing events to really neat actual things. And most things actually uh, are auctioned at less than retail and there is no taxes. Wow. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's something to do. And I was wrong about being on the Zoomer show last Monday. It's this Monday. So tune in, 9 p.m. on Monday, Vision TV. I will be on the show, they tell me, <laughs> doing some garden tips. Very good. And All I right. want to share one quick email with you. I know sure. you're looking like you want to do something other than he- listen to me talk, but I just want to share this email. This is to all of us, James. It's to Charlie Frank and James Patrick. It's a ter- she, re- Barbara refers to us as a terrific team. And she says, as the American Thanksgiving approaches, uh, Barbara would like to say thank you for a great gardening show. The show is fun and informative, and I've learned so much. Sincerely, Barbara from Buffalo. And then she said, I really live in, Ch- in Chictawaga, but thought it would be easier to say Buffalo. How silly of me. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so thank you and happy anniversary. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy Thanksgiving to upcoming uh, to the upcoming American Thanksgiving this Thursday to all of our American friends. Absolutely. All right, with, uh, with that as the intro to the show, uh, we now switch gears. To our exercise portion. Oh, Are we all right. ready? Are we all ready now? Right. Watch out. I'm going to flip my arms out. And, oh, geez, I almost got her again. Holy mackerel. ducking. I think I'm going to stand up to do this, you know? Yeah, Let idea. me walk around a little bit. I like, I like the way I'm we do that. We go do from my exercises talking way over here, and I'll leave you to do the rest talking. of the talk. Gardening. Ah, yes. Oh, my goodness. Look Uh, at him. And uh, people are starting to look in the windows. (laughs) All right. It's all good. Why is he doing this? Because Frank is such an active guy, and he likes to stay active and pain-free, which is why both Frank and I take Sierra Sil on a daily basis, completely natural mineral supplement, which somehow magically keeps the joints from being stiff and sore and allows us to do our deep knee bends in front of the picture window here in the studio. And for more information about Sierra Sill. Check them out on the web, sierrasill.ca. Give them a call, 1-877-JOINT-14. Uh, or what was my other thing they could, uh, they could do? Uh, oh, pick it up at your local health food store. Yes, there's three ways to check them out. You can check them out at your local health food store as well. You can buy it or ask questions there, for example, at the Peanut Mill in St. Catharines. 
and I'm running back. Oh, okay, I'm back from my exercise class there. And uh, the phone number of you've already received, let me give you the spelling of S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Okay, we're going to have uh, all the brain cells kicking into gear here for Charlie. I was going to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is where you have your little nap. Oh, please. <laughs> I, wa- I want to get Gina on the air to ask you a question or maybe give us some advice. Who knows? Christmas cactus, the subject yes. here. Hiya, Gina. Hello to you both. Good morning. Uh, I'm sorry. Good morning, I just said. Good morning to you, and I enjoy your show very much, although I'm a senior and I don't have a garden, but I used to. Mm-hmm. My Christmas cactus um, is full of bloom. Excellent. And it's about three years old. And I'm on, I'm on the uh, facing east, and I'm just wondering, uh, Charlie, if I could turn it around because um, I don't see the bloom so much yet because of the uh, east uh, facing the plant. And I want to know if I could turn it around. Great question, actually, because you find that all the buds are just on the one side of the plant. Uh, It's about three quarters. Mm -hmm. Which is the side facing the window, obviously. Right, right. It's a a glass door to Mm -hmm. go to the balcony. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, high enough that it gets a lot of lights. Good. You know what? I would turn it, absolutely, and that way have uh, all round blooming, which is what we want. Uh, But you're right. Sometimes you will read information that says, once in bud, do not touch Christmas cactus. That's what I was wondering. (laughs) And you know why that is. It's because the older varieties, older than three years old, the older varieties, uh, for whatever reason, when you would turn the plant, of course, as you know, the plant will always tend to move its um, tissue towards the light. And the little... the, the flower buds and flowers are on a little bit of a neck attached to the leaves. It's almost like a, um, a universal joint, like it'll actually spin. And when the flowers would spin towards the light, they would fall off. Okay. But the newer varieties don't do that. So oh, because, if you have yeah, a... It, that's true. Mm-hmm. I have three beautiful blooms this morning, mm-hmm. and, but there's dozens and dozens of uh, buds coming mm-hmm. up. That, thank you for that information. Also, can I, um, can I fertilize it? Because I do that once a month. Is that too much? Once a month is fine now while it's flowering, but stop fertilizing probably in January and uh-huh. do not fertilize anymore until you know, well into the next spring, April oh. or May. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You're thank very you, welcome. Gina. And thank you, and Merry Christmas to you both. Well, Thanks. thank you. That's the first Merry Christmas we've had so far. <laughs> it's a little early, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's all right. The uh, oh, all the stores are playing Christmas exactly. carols. I'm and starting you. to hear the music. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. See the decorations. Have yourself a wonderful day, and thanks for joining us on the show. You too. Thank you. Thank you. And now we are off to Brampton to have a word with Terry. Good morning, Terry. Hey, how are you? Hey, we're good. Good morning. <laughs> This is your sister from Brampton. <laughs> my, my sister from Brampton. Last time I spoke, you told me I am the most whatever, whatever call you've had. I called about my geraniums and how to store them over winter. Uh-huh. Oh, that okay. did not work out. No way. I did not even attend because I was speaking to some friends and they said, oh, no, the temperature has to be this, that. Okay, my question is, <laughs> I have canna lily mm-hmm. tubers. Mm-hmm. They grew beautifully. Mm-hmm. I dried them in my basement, hanging them up like laundry. Uh-huh. I put them in peat moss, mm-hmm. and then I read 
that your peat moss has to have a certain moisture in it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's just they dry just peat moss, up, the yeah. whole tuber will dry up. That's what right. do I do? Well, so they're in peat moss now in, what, a box in your basement? or uh, I put all of them in the same box with the dry peat moss uh-huh. in the basement. Yeah. So I, do you have like a little mister uh, or gizmo for spritzing? Water. I do. That's what I would do. I would go downstairs, open the box with some room temperature water, and open, you know, move the peat moss around till you find the, they're actually rhizomes, find the, the oh, canna right. lilies, okay. which are there, dormant. Yeah. And you'll be able to tell, like, if they're starting to look a little wrinkled and puckered on the outside, spritz the peat moss around that, okay. that and then. Flip that all back together and just work your way through the box till you've got a little bit of moisture in the peat moss. Put the lid back on and then check back in a month. I have to check every month? <laughs> every month. Put it on I your can't calendar. Do that. Maybe well, I should give it to my friend and say, here, take care of my box for me. Yeah, well, that, I mean, it is one of those things that if it gets too dry, they will shrivel up and die. If it's too wet, you can end up with mildew problems. So it is always a good idea whenever you've got a live, dormant product stored away to check it every four to six weeks just to make sure it's still happy. Now, is that why when I take seeds, for instance, I grow castor beans and I just dry them up and the next spring... They're like totally like nothing inside. Is that because they need to be held in peat moss? No, castor bean seeds would be happiest kept in the dark. Oh. Basically, once dormant, uh, or sorry, once mature, so they've you know released from the plant and they're dark colored and shiny. You uh, put them into a an envelope, a paper envelope, or a jar, not a clear jar, but a dark colored jar and you put them in a dark spot and keep them room temperature and they should grow fine in the spring but usually I'll soak them overnight if they look uh, they many Very good. many seeds will grow better with a soaking uh, okay, Terry so with, so, so with the tubers mm-hmm. or with the geraniums they all require work <laughs> well, it depends how you look at it well, I don't yeah. consider it work it's fun Okay, thank you so much for your time. Terry, you were very sneaky there. You went from <laughs> Catherine Hepburn's favorite flower, the canna lilies. No, the canna, darling. Canna. Well, canna. Close, canna. though. Oh, canna? Yeah. Oh, canna. I cannot speak any more about it then. I'll have to go off. I was going to give you the devil for sliding two, two questions. Two or three. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. You were you re- re- sort of relegated to one question. For I'm all. so sorry. I but, will behave next time. <laughs> I don't believe that for a minute. But thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Terry. Thanks for calling, thank you. Joe. Okay. Bye now. And we'll be along with the first-time caller in just a couple of moments here at AM740, The Garden Show, broadcasting live from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, where we are now set to go into... Uh, the second section of my exercise program. And I'm going to just stay seated here and my finger exercises. Ah, yes, important. I'm doing push-ups with my fingers. Very important. There and, of course, oh. it doesn't hurt, right? No, well, no. Good. Very good, because that's Sierra Sil means that it's working for you. Well, which yes. It doesn't work for everybody. No. It, you know, it's like anything. Sierra Sil is this completely natural mineral nutrient supplement, which works for most people but not everybody and you'll know whether it works for you within 14 days and it just helps somehow keep those joints working and, and pain free so that's where the phone number comes in one eight seven seven joint 14 if you want to call ask questions and order some of course you can look them up on the web sierrasil.ca or you can pick up sierrasil at many health food stores for example in oshawa 
Feel Good Natural Health carries Sierracil. Okay. All the while I was doing my finger mm-hmm. pushing, I, I stopped noticed. momentarily, mm-hmm. and I got the evil eye from <laughs> James Patrick Dooley, so I had to resume. All righty. Sierracil, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank, here, giving you the word that, hey, we've got a free line right now at, uh, well, one of two numbers, 416-360-0740. That's in Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And while you dial, let's say hi to Chris in Unionville and welcome him, a first-time and caller. Or her. You don't or know. her. That could be. Yeah, could be. Yes, it's her. Good morning. <laughs> good well, morning. Good morning. Thank you for correcting me, Charlie. How I didn't you? know. It was just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, yes, Chris. Yes, welcome. Thank you. I have a gardenia that I bought in June. Mm -hmm. It's a tree gardenia. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. gardenia. It was full of blossoms. I brought it indoors. Before I did, I did the soap wash, and it was full-bloomed. And then the buds started coming out, and in the root of the buds, the white uh, slimy saliva, whatever, grew, and little white spots. And I bought the Schultz spray. I bought the, uh, for insects, I bought the... Schultz uh, soap, and I also put the food plant for uh, Job's uh, sticks in there. Mm. And I still, the minute it's ready to blossom, my buds just wilt over and they fall. <clears throat> okay, so what you're experiencing, believe it or not, is not that unusual. And I'm looking at Frank. He's not even remembering. You had this plant. You bought it not this past spring, the spring before. You named it. Remember? It was the prom queen or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Remember? It was really fragrant, beautiful. It was certainly sold in, in uh, sp- now spring. Now I re- Yes, yes. The princess. What did you name her? She had I a name. Princess. Uh, anyway. Uh, whatever. Yes. They. they okay. Dolly. So Princess Dolly. Yeah, that's a good name. And I got one for Dolly. That's why you got it. I gave you the idea. So gardenias are so fragrant. We love them like crazy. But they do have a tendency to set big, fat, juicy buds that fall, like just fall right off right when they're ready to crack open. Yeah. And I believe that is mostly connected to temperature. So you've got it in a bright spot in your yeah. house, okay, and you are keeping it constantly moist. Yeah. And what you want to do, of course, it's got regular daytime temperatures, like, you know, 67 or, you know, sort of 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And what you want is to have nighttime temperatures that are not dramatically colder than that, as I recall. Sorry, I'm going to flip to my book here. I should have pulled it out sooner. I do have a handy-dandy not <clears throat> detailed book when it comes to some of these things. And you know what? My mom would probably have something to say about this too because she has grown many gardenias and uh, they ha- do have a tendency, like I say, to lose their buds just as they're coming on. And humidity is, is important. Do you have a humidifier at your house? Yes, I do. Okay, and that's on now? Yes. Good, 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 good. And the other one thing I would mention is uh, a pebble tray below the gardenia, so a, sort of a cookie sheet or a tray with pebbles in it. The plant sits on top of the pebbles, and water is in the tray below. That uh, very much contributes to uh, increasing humidity mm-hmm. around the plant. I have that. Um, all right. And do you have, there's no drafts on this plant? There's no. no hot air drafts, cold no. air drafts? It's just those white little specks that I see. And, and at the root of the bud, when I 
pulled it out, it's very slimy. Hmm. White slime. White slime sounds like a fungus. Yeah. Uh, so no point in spraying bug sprays if you've got a fungal thing. But gardenias don't usually get any kind of fungal diseases. It's a tree. It's not a, uh, the shrub. It's like one yeah, tree. Yeah. No, I understand. It's a single stem, and then yeah. it's been trained into like yeah. a bush on top of the single stem. Yeah. It's yeah. about four, five, uh, four, four yeah. feet high. No, they're lovely. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what. Um, off the top of my head, I've never seen slimy stuff on gardenias. Oh, so okay. let me um, let me report back, see if I can find any indication on why there'd be any slime. Appreciate it, because it's a beautiful shrub, and I hate to lose of it. Buds. Okay, no problem. Chris, you just stay, uh, keep listening, and I will see if I can report back before the show is over. Okay, thank you. Okay, and thank you for joining us, first time caller Chris, uh, and uh, we have another first time caller, Charlie. Fred Excellent. in Burlington. Hello, Fred, and welcome. Hello. Good Hi. morning. Welcome. I can't hear you. Welcome to the show. Hello. Whoops. Hello. Uh, Fred. Yes. I'll tell you what. You're having problems hearing uh, on on the line. Do you want to hang up or ask your question, then hang up, and Charlie will address that uh, over the radio to you, okay? Well, I can hear you now. But oh, okay. All righty. Did you hear the bell? No, I didn't. There you go. Okay. Not here now. There you are. Okay. What, what's your question, Fred? The question is, I, I've been saving a bunch of eggshells for months and months and months, and I was told they're good for a garden to keep something away. I'd like to know what to do with them and where to put them. Great. Flower gardens. It's a great question. Can you hear me, Fred? Or maybe the best thing is hang up now, then you can turn up your radio and listen to the answer. I can hear you. Okay, you can hear. Good. So you got a big bag of eggshells? Yes, I have two two liters of them. Excellent. So you know what? Put them into whatever kind of bag they're in. Just get out your rolling pin and rolling pin all the eggshells so they're crushed up into small pieces. Yeah. Then take all that bag of little tiny eggshell chips out to the garden and sprinkle them on the surface of the soil. You can do it now or you could wait till spring. And that will add organic matter. It'll add calcium. It'll add phosphorus. And it'll add grit. And grit is very good when it comes to the crawling insects that sometimes chew on our plants. Mm-hmm. They say it keeps some kind of animal away or something. I don't know. Yes, it should certainly control any of the slugs or snails that might crawl through your garden. So eggshells are excellent because of their sharp edges. Okay, is that it? That's it. That's it. Thank you very much, and have a nice day. Well, and thank you, too. you and you thanks t- for calling. Take take care of Burlington for us. <clears throat> Pardon me. I uh, got a little choked up there. Uh, <laughs> Thinking about those poor little the, slugs. Those poor having little their, slugs, their yeah. little bellies uh, oh lacerated exactly. and having all their liquids ooze out oh through my. the lacerations God, that they get from those eggshell edges that are nice and sharp and gritty. She's a, she's a killer. I'm well, telling you. I'm telling you. And you're crying for them, so I'll bring you a whole bag next spring. I'll tell you right now. Oh, slugs and snails. Let me When's re- your birthday again? May 25th. Got it. May 25th. Yeah. You know what, what I'm giving, Frank. Yeah. Oh, dear. I'm in trouble again. Okay. We're going to go to the phone lines in just a moment. You had a little uh, article there about uh, Christmas gifts. Oh, that's a very good point. I wanted to share with you. If you've got somebody special on your Christmas list yeah. and you just don't know what to get them, particularly if they're a garden person or somebody who um, might not have a garden anymore, might be in an apartment or a condo, a great website to check out is Composters.com. So Kathy with a C, 
and plural, Kathy's Composters, all one word, dot com. She um, has an interesting website. Of course, it's full of lots of information. But one of the things that she uh, recommends is and sells is vermiculture, so little indoor worm farms. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. yeah. So, so under your kitchen sink, you know, and you've got your garbage yeah. and you've got your recycling and you've got these various mm-hmm. things. But you can also have a little box, and in that box are red wrigglers, red worms, and of course you also put in newspaper. But you throw in your banana peel in the morning after you've eaten your banana, or you throw in your coffee grounds when you're cleaning the coffee maker, and that all just goes into that box with the newspaper and the worms, and they chew it all up. Wow. Yeah, and they excrete it, obviously. And what they excrete is uh, wonderful stuff for the outdoor garden, though obviously can be used It's frass. It's known as frass. <laughs> yeah, insects. It's called frass. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, worms, it, it's called something else. Wouldn't you know I'd remember that. Yeah, you're yes. really good at <laughs> insect excrement. But this is a worm. Uh, ca- they're called castings. And, uh, yes, wonderful, uh, full of nutrient, obviously 100% organic, and can be mixed with potting soil when you're doing your indoor gardening and indoor potting. So she's got that kind of neat uh, item for, like, the keen gardener. She's got sprouters for people that want to start their own sprouts indoors for, again, a real healthy snack. She has earrings. She's got all kinds of neat things on her website. So check it out. And actually, I bought one of those sprouters that she sells at the Zoomer show from somebody else. But anyway, you can call Kathy at 1-888-775-9495. Or like I say, check her on the web, kathyscomposters.com. Very good. Gee whiz, uh, we have a, a couple of first-time callers to get to here. Uh, the first being Helen, calling in from Rockwood. Hello, Helen. Hello. There you go. You're welcome to the show officially. Thank you. <laughs> good morning. Welcome. Good morning. I'm just wondering how to overwinter begonia bulbs and, and plants, in particular angel begonia. Oh, um. Mm. Okay, the that begonia, angel wing begonia, should not require a dormant period. It should grow inside your house as a houseplant. Um, what What about the watering of it? We want to put it in a fairly bright location. It doesn't have to be right in a southern window, but it does need to be in a bright spot. And you want to err on the side of underwatering rather than overwatering. So okay. feel the soil. If you feel if it feels moist on the surface, do not water. Wait until the surface feels dry, and then you know it'll start. It'll be quite spongy under that dryness. Give it a couple more days, and then when it starts to be less spongy, water. Okay. the um, The leaves have um, been dropping on it, mm-hmm. um, curling and dropping, mm-hmm. and so I did um, cut back mm-hmm. the the branches. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. I mean, remember when we bring plants in, they almost always drop leaves. Now, that's not our fault. That's a, the change between the light levels outdoors and the light levels indoors. The the leaves that the plant has grown are designed for outdoor plant levels. We bring them in, the light levels have dropped, the plants are not able to get the kind of sunlight that those leaves were grown for, and they drop them and grow new ones, as long as we don't kill the plant with overwatering in the meantime. Okay, very good. Okay. And, and the bulb... How do you... Um... When you've got the tubers, the tuberous begonias that do go dormant, uh, they are stored very similar to our um, 
Terry, who called about canna lilies and this idea of taking the dormant, in your case, tubers, packing them up into peat moss and putting them into a dark, cool location. It needs to be a clean, sterile medium. It could be peat moss. It could be vermiculite. It could be potting soil, as long as it's sterile and with a little bit of moisture in that soil and dark over the winter. Uh, cool is nice, but not required. Dark is what's required to keep them from growing. Okay, very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank you, Helen, for joining the show. Yeah. Uh, first-time caller, and we'll be along in moments to have another first-time caller join you, Charlie, here on The Garden Show from AM740. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. <laughs> and just before we get to our first time caller, uh, a reminder that we've got a line, in fact, we've got two lines open there. 416-360-0740 and anywhere else in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. I'm surprised you're not sort of breathing heavily or panting, considering you're just dancing around there during well, the Well, uh, uh, that's why I'm in good shape. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Carol from Palgrave, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good you're morning. Welcome. welcome. Good morning. Um, I'm calling about my amaryllis. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the year, um, I listened to you and uh, took your direction about cutting it back mm-hmm. and p- putting it in the cellar or in a dark spot mm-hmm. to become dormant. Mm-hmm. And I've now brought it out because mm-hmm. I think you said yep. six weeks before Christmas. Yep. Prior. Yep. And um, so my question is: Well, first of all, we watered it the other day, and it just sucked up all the water we'd put in. Good, yep. And so question is, how often should I water it? Great question. And what light should it be in? All right, so you've brought it out of the dark, and right now it still looks completely dormant. You don't see if any... there's about an inch of greenery that's uh, been I've... sitting there like... It's been like that every time I've looked at it. Okay, so it, was, oh, it started to poke out probably yes. when you put it into the dark. Yes. So... You've watered it once thoroughly, and, and you said sucked it up, the right. water right up. Because so the be, bowl's empty now. Like, I put it in a flat-type soup bowl, uh-huh. and the bowl is empty. So that was like, um, I don't know, three days ago. Okay. And so when you watered, of course, the water ran right through the pot yes. into the bowl, and you left it to soak that water back up into the soil because the soil was so dry, the water ran right through. Correct. It didn't sit in that bowl of water for too long, I hope. Not very long. Excellent. All right. So... Bright light is where it should be right now. Bright, sunny window. South window. South is perfect. West right. is, is good as well. Uh, do not water again until <clears throat> you start to see some new growth. Okay. Okay. Now, unless uh, a whole month goes by and you don't see any new growth, but I think what you're going to find as soon as it gets into that light, of course, the bulb is fat and juicy from having fattened up 
with all those green leaves, it grew last winter and spring Mm -hmm. and summer. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, a firm bulb with lots of potential energy inside it. So that one watering and good sunlight, you should see it starting to grow. Once it starts to grow, then you will water. That's sparingly because remember, it's easy to rot a bulb. You don't want it to sit too moist for too long. But that one thorough watering is exactly what you do. Lots of light. Once it starts to grow, you will, you'll start feeling the soil and you'll water it when dry. Okay, so okay, so water it when dry, mm-hmm. which could be, I guess, every few days, maybe. Yeah, and it kind of depends what kind of temperature yeah. it's in, how much sun is coming in the window, sun, right. and how much soil is in the pot. So I won't uh, do anything now till I see a bit more growth. That's right, and you sh- should start to see and some new little tips coming yep. up from the center, and that will it you know takes That's my sign a few days. Yep. Okay. And and again, feel the soil before you water. Make sure it's quite dry between okay. waterings. All right. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thanks, Carol. Thanks okay, for joining bye-bye. us, Joe. Bye. Right. Have yeah. a great weekend, and uh, we're, we're all here with you mm-hmm. at AM 740. But uh, we are. I, exactly. Hey, it's my chance for a little alliteration here. <laughs> Patty from Pickering. Uh, pucker up. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and look, she's going to ask about... Ah, uh, plumeria. There you go. Well, hello. Patty, hello. good morning. <laughs> Frank. Hi, Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have bought a plumeria at Canada Blooms two winters ago, or spring, and um, so far all I've had is a big, tall, uh, spiky-looking thing with lots of leaves, which looks like a palm tree, but I've never got any blooms on it, and I'm wondering if you can tell me what I should do with it to get it to bloom next summer. Okay, so for now, it should be in a nice, is it in a nice sunny window? Um, it's in my kitchen and it gets sun, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> kitchens are often good for some of the tropical plants because they tend to be one of the more humid locations yes. in our homes. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just flipping to my handy-dandy reference book here. So Plumeria or Frangipani. Yeah. It's a popular shrub in subtropical regions, but it is a rarity indoors in temperate countries, which is why you bought it at Canada Blooms, because Canada Blooms always has those specialty, those odd things. Yes, I just brought it home in a bag, and it looked like a tiny little piece of uh, wood. Yeah, and of course it says it is sometimes recommended as a houseplant, but it can grow six feet or more tall in a tub and is better suited to a conservatory, so a big space. Mm -hmm. The glory of the plant is the large clusters of flowers born at the ends of the branches. So, how do you get it to flower? Yes, I've never the had any flowers on Heavily scented flowers. Temperatures are average warmth, so minimum 50 degrees Fahrenheit in winter. Light should be bright at, with some direct sun, so you want it right in a southern or western window. Mm-hmm. Water liberally from spring to autumn. Water very sparingly in winter, mm-hmm. which means really let it dry out. Uh, in the winter, you know, between waterings. Uh, You should mist the leaves occasionally. And as you said, you've got it in the kitchen, which is great because, again, we've got, you know, water running and we're cooking potatoes and pasta, so the humidity tends to be nice and high in a kitchen. But do get out your mister every couple couple times a day. Repotting every two years, but only as necessary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's going to, you'll find it's more of an age thing. It has to get to a certain age before it's going to bloom. Okay. So you've got lots of leaves on it, obviously. Well, the leaves are starting to fall off a bit now. Mm. Well, um, is, is there something um, that I need to give it in the way of fertilizer that to, will make it bloom? 
Uh, only when it's actively growing. That would be a spring and summer activity okay. that you would use a fertilizer. Right now, no. As a matter of fact, be careful about some of the leaf drop could be because of overwatering. Okay. Okay, so pull right back on your watering and let it dry right out. Just keep the, the humidity up, but the soil dry. And come March, then we'll talk about repotting and we'll talk about fertilizing. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Excellent. Thanks Thank for you, your call. Carol. You have a nice day, both of you. Thank Thanks. you so much. And it's the Garden Show from AM740. Going to take just a little bit of a break here, Charlie, and okay. uh, have a few words from our, our special sponsors. And then come back and talk to, uh, let's see, Joan in Oakville. We'll be back in just a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the terrific Troika on the scene. In the next room, James <laughs> Patrick Dooley answering the phone. I'm Frank Proctor. And, of course, the queen of the garden is here. Yes, the sweetheart of the garden uh, 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 and all sorts of other Diva wonderful ideas. Is that what yes. you're looking for? Goddess of the garden? That's that's yeah. more like yeah, it. That's Goddess what you were of thinking. the garden. That's yes. I knew that was. Oh, hey, <laughs> let's all dig the dirt here yeah. uh, with Joan in Oakville. Good morning, Joan. Hello. Good morning. <clears throat> Hello. Yes. Uh, hi. hi. Good morning, uh, Charlie. Uh, my name is Joan. Um, I'm calling regarding my rose bushes. Uh-huh. They are really tall, and uh, I'm not sure whether I should cut them, and I don't know how to protect them because when the wind blows, they kind of like shake the roots. Okay, good. Are, are they new roses? Did you just plant them this year? Yes, I did, and oh. they grow They grow really fast. Okay, and do you have any idea, are they hybrid tea roses? Hybrid or? tea. Okay, perfect. All right. <clears throat> so, good question. Yes, Definitely. When roses are so tall that the wind is whipping them around and they are damaging themselves or, as you point out, potentially even, you know, pulling themselves right out of the ground because of their height, you should cut them down. And today is a good day to do it. It's, you want to always do your pruning on a dry day. So if where you are, it is not currently raining and there's no rain or snow imminent, then I would go out with sharp pruners. The height you're going to cut them to is roughly the height of your knees, between your knees and your hips. Oh, sort of oh I see. So about um, three... But it's, it's, uh, no, uh, there's flurries here in Oakville, and uh, they predict that uh, the forecast say there's going to be snow today. So can I cut them yet? You could still cut them, and I would be inclined to do so sooner than later. But, yeah, you just don't want to do any pruning when it's there's actual liquid falling from the sky. So if it's not snowing at this point or raining at this point, I would go out and prune them today. And like I said, you want to prune them down. But When I went to school, we learned that roses... Of, of the variety like you have, the hybrid tea-type roses, need to be cut to your knees in the fall and your ankles in the spring. Oh, okay. So now I typically do cut my roses down to roughly knee height uh-huh. in the fall, all my 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 tender roses, not the shrub roses, but the tender roses, and of course not the climbing roses either, but okay. the, the tea roses, the uh, grandifloras, any of the roses that have been budded or grafted, they have the big bulbous um, connection at ground level, those plants need to be cut, like I said, to your knees in the fall, and then we will be hilling them. So make sure you go to your local garden center and have some garden soil or black earth on hand because you are going to want to go out there, not yet, but in the next two weeks, to put about a nine-inch 
hill of soil over top of these roses in a little mountain or a little mound right over the center of the plant. Oh, I piled them up with, uh, uh, with soil? Yes. Okay, I hope I could still get them. <laughs> yeah, so it's called hilling your roses. And we do need to hill them, particularly the first year, but we do need to hill them just in case there's no snow. Okay. Snow is a great insulator, but sometimes we don't have snow, and nothing kills roses faster than extreme uh, changes in temperature. Okay, so the flourish now, it's still okay to cut them there? Yep. Yep. I would go ahead and cut them just because if the wind picks up, they're moving around. It's very, very hard on them yeah, to have so that happening. Yeah, I've been watching yeah, them and yeah, because yeah. it's been really windy this time. Sure has. And I was afraid that they might pull off the roots yeah. and they'll fall apart and, uh, because they, they really did quite well. Yeah, know? it sounds it. Yeah, so exactly. So cut them down and then make sure you've got something on hand to provide those hills. Uh, and again, we want to get, the, they, uh, get our roses all hilled up in the next 10 days or so. Okay, I don't have to cover them with burlap. Huh? No, soil no, will be it's enough. it's at the crown of the plant. Okay. Burlap is for the you know extremities of the plant, but with rose, it's all about the crown, which is where the roots and the stems come uh-huh. together. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thank you very much thank for calling. Thank you, Joan. And uh, I think we're on to our final caller of the show, Charlie. In fact, a first-time caller, Shirley. Good morning and welcome. Yes, good morning. Thank you, Frank and Charlie. Good morning. So nice to speak with you. I am a first-time caller, but listen every Saturday. (laughs) Great. And I am concerned about how to trim my two butterfly bushes. The main thing to do is leave them completely alone right now. Oh, thank you. Yep, just leave them alone for the winter. In the spring... They yes. were these newly planted this past year? No, they're about uh, five, six years old. Okay, so what you'll find in the spring, uh, the root will be alive on the butterfly bush. If it's a severe winter, you will get new growth right down at the bottom of the plant. Yes. If it's a mild winter, you'll get new growth halfway up the plant. But no matter what kind of winter we have, there's always dead wood on butterfly bushes. So we wait till the spring. We wait to see where the new growth is coming. We cut off everything dead at that point when the green growth is starting to pop out. Cut off all the dead and then stand back. And you may need to do some other pruning just for shape. But bottom line is don't do anything for the winter. Just leave it alone. Okay, fine. Okay. Thank you very much, and uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, Blessed New Year to both of you. Well, thank, thank you, you very man. much, Shirley. That yeah. was very nice. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank and you very much for calling. We'll take that to heart. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been a fascinating show. So many questions of different varieties, mm-hmm. and uh, only only one caller uh, went astray and... and Worked in an extra question or two. <laughs> but that was fun, yeah, actually. Uh, and uh, you, uh, busy this week or what? Busy this week or what? Uh, yep, I am busy on doing... My daughter's birthday is mm-hmm. uh, coming up this uh, next week. We have, I have a lot of family birthdays. Yeah, yeah. My dad's birthday is next Saturday. My daughter's birthday is Tuesday. I've got just all kinds of things going on that way. So, yeah, we um, – and then it's all about Christmas after that. Yeah, And yeah. we also have to fit Hanukkah in because Hanukkah actually comes right out, you know, between my the birthdays and Christmas this year. Yeah, terrifically a different busy time. time. I know. It's I all know. a bit crazy. Yep. But it's fun. It's getting to see, get, getting to see family and eat good meals. Exactly. 
Exactly. And, exactly. And you? Well, actually, uh, yeah, we're we're uh, in a different situation this year as we were last mm -hmm. year uh, because we moved to back to Toronto mm -hmm. from St. Catharines, and uh, we indeed live in the same building as uh, our youngest son, Toby, and his wife, Katie, and three grandchildren. So we see them a lot more now. There's a lot of action in your place. It is so much fun. <laughs> Honest to Pete, it really is. Anyway, uh, all well, the very best. And, and you you're know, back uh, this afternoon, right? I'm back this afternoon. Two o'clock, I'll mm -hmm. get the diner underway okay. with requests from the listeners mm -hmm. and hope that you can join me for the rest of the show right through till five. Well, I'm happy to do so, so I'll be tuning in. Okie dokie. Thank you, Frank, for being such a wonderful sous chef. God bless you. And I think we really do have to get some uh, fan club membership for my mother for your fan club. Well, now I'm getting in touch with Kim up there uh, in Aurelia. We'll She's the get president. Get that going, okay? Yep. And thank you, James Patrick Dooley. Thanks to all our great callers. Good questions. Keep them coming. We'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.